Hurry in for great deals during Ram Power Days. Ram, built to serve. Now get 10% below MSRP for an average of 6,183 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 6,183 average based on 10% below average MSRP from all 2023 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 10-31-23. Ram is a registered trademark. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. John 16, Let's be real. Life is full of challenges. There's no escaping. As believers, we were never promised a perfect life. But as Jesus said to his disciples, take heart. In other words, be encouraged. He has overcome the world. Courage is having strength in the face of difficulty. Take Heart with Patty P is a radio podcast designed to encourage your faith in the midst of life's storms and to inspire men, women, moms and dads, single parents, business owners, and dreamers to pursue and fulfill God's unique plan and purpose for your life. Take Heart with Patty P offers faith-based encouragement along the journey for you to become all that God has made for you to be, even in the midst of difficulty, loss, or challenge. God uses everything in our lives. He really is for you. He is with you even when you don't see it or can't feel it. He has overcome the challenges in this world, and he enables us to do the same. So let's get started on today's show. Welcome to Take Heart with Patty P. Hello, and welcome to Take Heart with Patty P. My name is Patty Pakoulis, and I'm the host of this radio podcast, and I'm excited to be here. And I have a little, um, I think today's going to be a special episode for me, and you know, um, if you listened to last week's episode, I kind of shared a little bit about what was going on recently in my own personal life. And, um, you know, uh, July 24th, my beautiful mother went on to be with the Lord. And I wanted to wanted to take a minute. And I really just thought a lot about this. And, you know, this is maybe an episode not only for, you know, me and my heart, I'll be honest, and, and my family, but um, but really for mothers out there, there's a message in all of this, I believe. There's an encouragement to moms and, you know, young moms, older moms, doesn't matter, just, just your impact as a mother. And so I, you know, very, very lovingly titled this episode um, as Mamacita. And that is what I called my mom for many, many, many years. And, uh, you know, I want to honor her life, a life of faith, a life of service. And really, you know, she really had a profound impact in my life. And so um, I I think that it's only fitting to just kind of share some things. And and my story, I believe, is is a little unique in general. So, you know, when I was three days old, I was given up for adoption. And, you know, I I know that that was probably one of the hardest decisions for my birth mother to make, to, you know, choose to trust that that there would be a better life for this young infant. And um, 
And so that choice was made. And my mother, my little mamacita, she really just all her life has loved children. And she was at the time a foster child. And so she got a phone call. And, you know, they said, Mrs. Rivas, we have a baby. Can you come? You know, (laughs) this is the way she explains it. And, oh, yes, yes. Of course, my mom never learned to drive. So (laughs) my dad is a truck driver and my dad is on the road. And it's to hear my mom say this story over the years has just always, always, you know, it's always gotten to me. But she says, and so, you know, I got on a bus and she put on a nice dress and she wore her high heels and she went to downtown LA and she proceeded to pick me up and bring me home on a bus. (laughs) And she said, they gave me the biggest diaper bag and there I am with you in one arm, the big diaper bag in the other, getting on the bus to bring you home. And You know, she tells it with such love, and she would just simply say, you know, I just couldn't believe they gave you to me. (laughs) I couldn't believe that you were mine, you know. And, and of course, I was was a foster baby. I, I wasn't adopted at that moment. And I guess, um, you know, my mom and dad, well, I had my godmother who said, oh, no, don't take pictures of this one. That's what she told my mom. She said, this one, it's going to hurt when she has to go. Don't take pictures. So, you know, for the first six months of my life, I don't have any photos because, you know, my godmother told my mom, don't take pictures. This one's going to just really hurt, you know. And and after six months, my uh, mom got a call and she said, would you, would you care to adopt? And oh my gosh, my mom was ecstatic. <laughs> of course, you know, and. She said, the first thing I did was I went and I got your picture taken and you didn't have any hair. So we had to get a little scotch tape and we put it on the bow. <laughs> we stuck the bow on your head. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, my first picture taken at age six months. And I became a beloved family member, which I believe I was from the moment my mom held me in her arms. That was it. Like, you know, I knew I was loved. Um but an official family member at, you know, age six months. And, um, and so, you know, I think about that a lot. And um, that was in 1965. Yes, I've not been afraid to, you know, reveal how old I am. Um, And back then, the request was to be in a, a Catholic home, a home of faith. And so that was the birth mother's request you know, request. And she couldn't have (laughs) picked a better, God couldn't have put me in a better home for that. You know, he had that picked out. In fact, interestingly, I'll just share this and move on. But I was named after a nun and her name was little Carmelita. And she worked at this home for unwed mothers in downtown Los Angeles. And she's on the pamphlet and everything. And I was first named, you know, Carmelita Patrice Montoya. (laughs) And so my mom was like, wait a minute. (laughs) It's a little white baby. I'm going to give her a white name. So she changed my name to Patricia Ann Rivas. And I have been a um, just one of the luckiest girls in the world to 
have been put in the loving arms of my sweet mamacita, who, you know, not for one moment um, ever treated me like I was not from her own womb. That's the kind of love that I received. And my mom, you know, she was 87 years old. She lived a, a beautiful life. She was the youngest of six children. She uh, had five children of her own, and, and she had three additional babies that, that just didn't make it, and we call them our angels. She has 10 grandchildren and four great-grandchildren. My mom served as a foster parent for 30 years, of which I am a direct recipient of the love and the care that she provided and Fortunately, I was able to stay. Fortunately, God saw fit to allow me the honor of being, you know, uh, a part of my family. And for 25 years, she served as a Head Start teacher. And I, I just, you know, I wanted to to just talk about this episode in that, you know, I have shared in the past that we have our dates in life. My mother was born March 13th, 1936. And she passed from this life to eternal life, July 24th, 2023. And in between is the dash. And we've talked about the dash. Our lives are the dash. My mother's life is that dash. And as I look at this beautiful life, as I look at the things that she stood for and the woman she was, I realize the impact of an amazing legacy of a mother and what that can do all throughout your family tree. The impact is, it's profound. And I wanted to summarize some of the deepest things that I believe my mom instilled in, in I know myself and, and I believe my, my brother and my sister who are still here and my other brother who's with us as well. And, um, you know, the first is that she lived a life of faith. You know, God said, put her in a little Catholic home. Well, that's exactly what he did. Uh, my mom was a devout Catholic her entire life. Um, I know that I know that her faith was the driving force of her life. It was the foundation. It was her strength. It was um, the sustaining piece of, you know, the rock that upheld her throughout her entire 87 years, 60, uh, 65 years of marriage to my father, raising, you know, not only her own five children, but countless, <laughs> countless foster children in and out and Head Start children. And, you know, her life of faith had an impact. And I'm going to talk about how it impacted me personally. You know, I was really in awe growing up as a Catholic. And a lot of people have, you know, some have good experiences, some don't. I had an amazing experience. I absolutely sat in awe and reverence. And I just always felt God's presence in church. And, you know, to this day, I've been involved in a music ministry for over 30 years and recently just, you know, had stepped back from that. 
But to this day, I know where that seed was planted. It was planted in the 1045 Mass at Our Lady Guadalupe in La Havre, California, where there were guitar players playing beautiful music. And I remember sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to sing and play guitar. I want to sing these songs that just fill your heart with such such peace. And I mean, I felt the power of worship as a child listening to those songs. It would, it like enveloped me. And I think, you know, my mom never drove, but I tell you what, we walked, we walked to church and we walked home and there was no arguments about that. We were going period. And I think about that and I think, wow, you know, that piece of life was so impactful to me. So such an impression on this life of faith that I know I currently live. And, you know, and I, I know both my, you know, my siblings also have a, a deep sense of faith in their life as they have really watched my mom model that. You know, she modeled a life of sacrifice. And here's what I'm going to say as a mother, and this is probably one of the biggest things that I learned Sometimes, especially I think in more recent generations, we think our lives are just all about personal fulfillment. I need to be fulfilled. I need to be, you know, um, I need to just put myself first and get my own needs met. And I'm telling you, that did not exist in my world growing up. My mom's life was about sacrifice. My mom's life was about laying down her life for her kids. My mom's life was about, you know, working that extra, you know, little side job to to get me a pair of shoes for practice or a pair of cleats that I needed. It was about sacrifice. It was about her serving her family and her children and her husband. And I I know that in a in a world that just says, you know, it's all about you. It's all about you getting fulfilled. It's all about getting your needs met. You know, as a parent, I will tell you from the bottom of my heart, especially when I became a widow, you know, it was about my kids. I was not, and and I'm not saying that in any kind of, like, I don't want this to come across as arrogant, but but I knew that there was a mission and I'd watched my mom, you know, really lay her life down for her kids on so many levels. And, and I just, I knew that that next 10, 12 years, that was about me and my children and anything outside of that, any, you know, even like romance, none of that was in my, really in my peripheral view for the longest time. And it was just simply because I, I, I did feel a sense of duty and I did feel, you know, um, I wanted my children whole and healthy and strong, you know, and, and, and I became the, the single provider in the family and, and that was it, you know, and, and I'm grateful that I watched a mom model that for me. It didn't, it didn't, you know, it wasn't hard for me to even go down that road because it's, it's what I knew. It's, it's what I saw and it's what I watched a a life of, of service and a life of, you know, sacrifice and a life of getting it done for the sake of your children. And that was so, um, I think 
more monumental than I realized. And and it it's even now as as my mom has has gone on to be with the Lord that I'm really realizing the impact of, you know, what I've learned and some of the ways I've I've parented my own kids and walked out this life as a single parent, you know, and I just I want to commend all of you parents in general, mothers especially right now, because that's just my focus, but um, and single parents, widows, divorce, wherever you're at, you know, your role is so significant. And in a world where, you know, the push is to minimize sometimes that role of motherhood, that role of, of actually laying your, your life down at times for your kids, you know, um, it is noble. I, I, I'm just going to simply say that is a noble thing. I watched my mom do it. I, I tried to mimic that. I'm not saying, you know, I was this. I, I'm not going to compare myself, you know, but I just knew, okay, this is, this is what motherhood is. It's not all about just me being fulfilled and getting my personal needs met. There are seasons in life where it's all about everyone else. And for my mom, you know, that season in her life was a long one. It always was about other people. It always was a life of service, a life of faith. And that's how she lived it. You know, the um, biggest I think indicator uh, or characteristic that, and I talked to my brothers and sisters, you know, I wanted to include a little bit of their input, but um, you know, the one thing that my mom really, really truly exemplified, you know, as she walked out her faith, as she kind of laid down her life was this life of love of unconditional love. I mean, honestly, in our world, there was always room for one more. Mrs. Rivas, we have another baby. Okay, you know, there was always room for one more. She always had room to love another child. She always had room to take someone in to impact another life and to love on this child for whatever season she had with them. And I look back at that and I think that's so hard. You know, we had... We had a sister for five years, and I will never forget watching her drive away. It was the hardest thing I've ever done, and I'm a, I'm a kid watching this. And my mom, every time, I can't do this again because she, she loves so hard. It's like saying goodbye to someone you love. can't do this again. I can't do this anymore. And sure enough, Mrs. Rivas, we have another one, and she would say yes. Because there was always room for one more. And I think about that unconditional love, not only, you know, for her family and for her children, other people's children, Head Start children, you know, she just loved. And I think back and I look at her life and I think, you know, the Bible is so clear, <laughs> you know. I I can prophesy and I can, you know, do all these things. But if I have not love, I have nothing. And sometimes we get so caught up in doing all the grand stuff. You know, oh, I'm going to get this. I'm going to do that. My mom was really simple. She just loved people. She loved those less fortunate. In fact, my brother and I were talking about that. And because of that example of how she sacrificed. I know that we are better parents, each and every one of us. I know that her example of love deposited 
such a, a foundation for us to go out and pursue our life and our dreams and our you know pursuits. And I'll, I'll say I'll share this. I, I think some of the sweetest words of wisdom. My sister shared a story. You know, my sister has a daughter who is um, has Asperger's and 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 just has special needs. And there, you know, it, that can be very difficult. It can be a very difficult road. And I remember my sister shares how she went to my mom and said, Mom, it's just so hard. You know, I get like, you know, why and how, how, how come I got a child who has special needs? How come I'm the one that has to, you know, go down that road? And it was like she was asking why. And again, we all do. We ask why. And one of the sweetest things my mom said to my sister that just really kind of allowed her to just accept right where she was at was she said, God gives special things to special people. You have a special daughter because you're special. And in that moment, I know my sister knew, oh my gosh, she's absolutely right. There's meaning, there's purpose in this. Yes, there is self-sacrifice in that. And I've watched my sister do that. I've watched her follow my mom's footsteps beautifully with her own daughter. And I thank God that my mom spoke those beautiful words of wisdom into her. And the other thing that she shared, (laughs) and I think this is wise, my mom told my sister, you know, you need to love your mother-in-law like you would love me. And I don't know if anyone out there struggles with their in-laws or not. But my mom wanted unconditional love for not only her, but for, you know, those that we bring into our lives, those that we allow into our lives, including our in-laws. And she said, you know, that really helped me. That helped me to love my mother-in-law exactly like I loved my mom. my, My sister was able to give a type of love that... I don't know that she would have chosen to do that had it not been for the wise words of my mom. And, you know, my brother shares a story that I just loved and it was beautiful. And and gosh, the time really went by this so quickly. But he shared the story of getting on a flag football team and there was a game day. And my mom walked, walked to the game and was there at the game. And my brother says, you know, the coaches saw that my mom was there And they put him in to play. And, um, you know, I mean, it seems like a nice gesture. But apparently after the game, you know, my brother told my mom that that's what happened, that they saw that she was there and they put him in. And and my mom got a little upset, you know, and, and I'd never heard this story. But she said, you know what? They should put you in because you're good, not because they feel sorry for you. That's not fair. They should put you in because you deserve to be playing. You are good. He said that what that did for him is it gave him a foundation of earning things. Of, you know what? I'm not going to be a pity case. I'm going to earn my way in. I'm going to work really hard. You know, it instilled a work ethic. You know, my mom would say, you know, you don't get things for free. You work for them. You work hard for them. My mom worked so hard her entire life. And I've watched my brother. My brother's an amazing, he has an amazing work ethic. He's done incredibly well. He has an incredible career. He's very successful 
And I've watched him, and he has taken those words and has put them to use and knows, you know what? I'm going to earn this this salary. I'm going to earn these raises. I'm going to earn everything I work for. I'm going to work hard for it. And that was what my mom instilled in him. And I, I really wasn't even fully aware of that story, but I thought, what a beautiful deposit into each of our lives at different seasons that literally will live on through our children, that will live on through our generations. You know, my brother's hard work, that's going to pay, it's paid off for his life and his children are going to watch that and see that. You know, it really matters. Our role as a mother, it matters in this life. It is not an insignificant role. It is the most important, most difficult, most self-sacrificing role that we can play. And I look back and I think, I want to honor my beloved sweet mamacita who, who did it with so much grace, who did it self-sacrificially, who did it willingly, who did it walking without you know, getting us rides to practice, laying down her life and, and giving love on every occasion you can imagine. My, my children have been recipients, grandchildren. You know, her greatest gift was her unconditional love to each of us. And so I'm honoring my mamacita today, and I thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Take Heart with Patty P. It is our greatest hope that you have been encouraged and inspired today in your faith, in your life, and in your walk with God. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please take a moment to leave a review and an episode rating. Your thoughts and comments are so important to us. You can also subscribe to the show weekly and tell your family and friends. We would love that. For more encouragement or information about the show or the host of the show, Patty P, and the photography services that she also provides, you can visit her website at pattypxo.com. That's P-A-T-I-P-X-O.com. She would love to hear from you. Remix and rematch your fall style at JCPenney. Swing in to shop amazing savings on easy styles you can mix and match with your current wardrobe. Pair a Worthington blazer and wide leg trousers with your most loved blouse. Layer your favorite tee under a warm St. John's Bay sweater. Or add a Stafford sport coat to any of your closet classics. With a few easy updates, you can create multiple outfits that are all your own. Elevate your fall look for less. JCPenney. Make it count.